0: all right guys welcome back again another week another episode guys we are here fields of fortune um number one podcast out there if you're looking for some great weekly finance information uh once again i am your host christian fields man before we jump into anything today I want to take a second to say thank you to all my listeners. Um, Just found out that I have listeners abroad now, outside of the United States, actually, right? Uh, so shout out to listeners out there who are tuning in. I'm not sure how you found me <laughs> or, you know, how any of that uh, happened. How you came across my page, um, didn't even know I was marketing out there. But thank you guys for tuning in and really appreciate it. All right. So today's episode is going to be an interesting one. Um, since we're early in 2024, I'm going to focus on some of the biggest factors that are, going to, that are going to affect the market this year, right? So there's two big factors specifically. And you're going to have to wait a little bit longer before I tell you those factors. But for now, we're going to jump into our sponsor. Um, once again, this episode is sponsored by Overdue Recognition Art Gallery. Um, If you're in the D.C. area, they're located right in Bowie, Bowie Town Center. Um, They are Bowie's first and only African-American art gallery, uh, focusing on contemporary art and sculptures, um, originals, fine art reproductions, etc. Currently over 40 black artists, man, putting out great work out there. Um, They are also in secondary market services. So if you're looking to buy, sell other Uh, artwork they don't have in store, they can assist you with that, right? And they have some big names in there from Jacob Lawrence, William Tolliver, Charles Bibbs, and more. Um, They're even active in the community. I mean, they have art auction uh, where they fundraise money for schools, other nonprofits, churches, um, you know, what have you. Uh, Really, really respectable people. Um, Shout out to Jackie. I, I go in there and speak to her a lot. If you're going in there, look for her. She can get you what you need. Um, they even educate their clients people who are buying their art uh, on what the art is and how to really how to really understand it uh, they have lectures workshops meeting greets with the artists themselves um, so they do a lot over at overdue recognition art gallery guys if you're looking for more information uh, contact fineart at overdurecognition.com or overdue recognition gallery on all social platforms okay Now, as usual, we're going to jump into our market recap. So last week, January 15th through the 19th, uh, the market had a very, very good week. Actually, Uh, looking here, it says we were up uh, 1.2%, which is the highest it's been in almost two years. Uh, So we have a record high in over two years. um, This is coming off a 24% rise in 2023 alone. Right. So the market is still going strong um, entering the new year, which is, is crazy. Um, last week was also a short trading week um, being it was closed for uh, MLK Day last Monday. So pretty interesting. Uh, and we're going to take a look at, um, you know, a bit of last year. We, we've done pretty much a recap for that. But now we have to look at, you know, the, the possibility of it continuing. Right. And that's why I'm going to talk about these um, two factors. That are really going to make or break whether we can see something like another 24% year um, on the market. Now, for those who don't understand, uh, the market over the past 50 years has averaged about 10% um, a year. 10% is some change, right? Close to 11, I believe. So to see more than double that in a single year, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy, right? And A lot of it was driven Um, From tech growth, uh, growth in the finance sector after the bank crashes. Uh, But you got to think, I mean, last year was also a rough year for the economy. Right. We're looking at interest rates very high. Um, Inflation was coming down, but it was very high. Right. Um, We're looking at bank failures, um, the government running into deficits and possible shutdowns. Uh, We have factors abroad that are affecting um, how our government is behaving. Right. Right. Uh, so it's a lot going on. So d- despite all of that, to re- you know, reach a 24 uh, percent gain in a year is very impressive. But, you know, that's the past. The real question is, you know, what's going to happen in the future? Now, to continue, uh, the Nasdaq was also up 2.2 percent last week. Um, the 10 year bond yield was up about 18 basis points. Um, unemployment claims, excuse me, unemployment claims uh, were actually the lowest since 2022, um, September of 2022 specifically. Uh, they went down 16,000 last week, uh, now at 3.7 percent unemployment uh, for the United States. Very, very good, right? Very impressive. We are looking at a steady, um, I would say, low unemployment at least since COVID, right? Because COVID kind of spiked. I believe it hit, you know, upwards of 10 percent, which of course is due to Uh, The pandemic, not to any other factors, but uh, yeah, dropping 16,000 in a week. Unemployment gains is is very good. Very good. Now, uh, the government also avoided a shutdown last week. So uh, for those who don't know, the government was debating another shutdown. I believe this is the third possible shutdown in like the last few months or so, um, probably since quarter four of 2023. Uh, there's just been a lot going on financially. And of course, um, if you don't know, we have a Democratic Senate and a Republican House. So those two trying to agree, well, you know, <laughs> we, we know how that goes. Right. Uh, but they avoided it. Uh, the Senate and the House both agreed on a uh, stopgap bill that is now passed to President Biden. Um, and if everything goes smoothly, uh, meaning he signs the remaining you know, pieces of it, uh, we should not see a government shutdown at least until March right? Which is very good because March is also uh, when the Fed is projected to uh, have their next meeting and lower rates, right? Now, this is not guaranteed, but uh, interest rates are suspected to be coming down in March. So pretty good news there. Um, and for those who don't know why a government shutdown is so important, uh, well, if you're in the government, you know, right? It calls you to go to work without pay, or sometimes just not work at all with no pay. Um, and it usually comes back later, uh, but this is setting people back, right? Because most Americans live paycheck to paycheck, um, you know, a two week cycle, a bi-weekly cycle of no pay, uh, sets people back on bills, right? People have uh, home bills, they have health care, they have children to take care of. Um, credit card bills, whatever it is, car notes. Uh, so two weeks can make a, a big difference for, for some people out there, and not to mention um, delayed loan approvals, right? When the government shuts down, you see a lot of loans uh, take longer to go through. So if you're applying for a car, home, credit card, whatever it is, um, that's gonna be a prolonged process, uh, which can also affect your personal finances. Even things like Social Security and Medicare have seen uh, you know delayed payouts. This is a little more rare, than the uh, delayed loan approvals and, you know, government workers with no pay. Uh, But it is possible. So something to be aware of out there. All right. That's going to be that's going to be it for the the opening, uh, you know, market recap. Now, let's get into uh, the important stuff here, right? What are the two major factors that are going to affect the stock market in 2024? I believe this is simply my opinion, I believe These two factors are the finance industry, uh, specifically uh, banking that is in the finance industry and geopolitics, right? These are the two biggest factors that are going to affect the uh, outcome of the stock market in 2024. And this is why coming off, uh, periods of changing interest rates, um, banks are going through a lot of changes, right? And when banks go through changes, bank customers go through changes, right? Um, Who you bank with is just about everything to you, right? Because no matter what you're doing, your car, your house, your credit card, something is attached to what that bank decides to do with their their money right and the the government is making decisions for what the bank can do uh, which then is going to affect how you spend and you you know go through your daily life so we're going to jump into the banking sector first um, and some pretty big changes that have happened now i'm sure you all are familiar with bitcoin um, at least if you've been tuning into the podcast for a minute Uh, but again for those who don't know bitcoin is just a new form of cryptocurrency that essentially has no underlying asset Right, so it's not like buying share in a company. It's not like buying uh, or investing in gold. It's not tangible, right? It's merely just a blockchain, um, almost like a chain of reactions that people are investing in, right? It's it's virtually unpredictable, but uh, approved by the SEC on January 11th, right? So a week before last, they actually approved a Bitcoin ETF, right? ETF is an exchange traded fund, uh, again, for those who don't know, uh, basically, it's a fund with multiple underlying assets, right, uh, and built to track and mimic the performance of a certain index. So, for example, the S&P 500, right, right now is at about uh, 4,800, I believe, a little over 4,800 for one, quote unquote, share of the S&P 500, right? $4,800. That's a lot, right, especially for the average person. Um what you can do instead is go buy an S&P 500 ETF, right? Exchange Trader Fund. This is going to track the performance of the S&P uh, for maybe three, four hundred dollars. Not to say that it's super cheap, but it's a lot better than 4,800, right? And so if that 4,800 goes up um, 2% last week, well, the ETF is supposed to go up 2% in the same time period as well. So a little bit of advice out there for people who are, you know, maybe getting started with a uh, conservative amount of capital, you know, not a lot of money to to just throw out there. Um, ETFs are the way to go. But the reason this Bitcoin ETF is so important is because it's the first of its kind. Right. B- uh, Bitcoin itself has been around maybe 12 years, I believe maybe 13, 2011, 2012 is when it started. Um, And since then, it's just been like this freelance cryptocurrency coin that no one can really predict. Um, Now we have an ETF that tracks it, right? That tracks it at a much uh, lower cost right? than buying the actual coin. Um, The actual coin right now is about $40,000 per coin, right? So if you don't have 40 grand to shell out on a Bitcoin, well, Bitcoin ETFs. I believe there are 11 now. Um, Some some notable companies include uh, Vanguard and BlackRock, uh, huge money managers. If you're working for the government or a educational institution, they probably manage your pension fund uh, or the company's endowment fund. Uh, They're known for things like that. So this ETF is great because it's now opened the door for so many people um, who didn't have the, the leisure of extra cash laying around to invest in something that costs forty thousand dollars, right to now say okay i want that return i want that experience of bitcoin right without shelling out as much money right so the etf is a perfect way to get your feet wet if you will right before you go swimming so uh for for reference bitcoin has been up a hundred percent last year right so 2023 the market went up 24 percent Bitcoin went up 100%, which means it doubled, right? It went from 20 grand to 40 grand, not linear, right? It's it's very, very volatile. Uh, Bitcoin is far more volatile than the market, which is why its returns um, are higher, right? But returns could just be equally as lower, right? In any given uh, market condition. So something to note uh, before you get into Bitcoin or look at the ETF if you're looking to buy, Um, And over $1.9 billion was invested in this ETF um, or in across these group of ETFs, I should say, um, in the first three days. Right. So from the 11th onward, those first three days, people put $1.9 billion into these ETFs and estimated 100 billion is going to be in um, by the end of 2024. Now, the significance of this in banking. Well, banks aren't doing so well right? Banks are downsizing after poor uh, qu- quarter four performance in 2023, right? For example, companies like Citigroup, Bank of America, co State Street, um, they're experiencing what's called a shrinking net interest income, NII, which basically says that the cost of their deposits due to interest rates and other regulations by the government um, is causing them to lose money on the profit they earn from charging customers' interest, right? So they are actually cutting a lot of workers. I believe it was a Citigroup uh, planning to cut 20,000 jobs loose uh, over the next two years. So that's that's pretty hefty. You know, that's, that's pretty hefty. Um, companies like um, Amazon, for example, not even a, a bank also following suit. So a lot is going on with these huge companies right now. And what that means is, you know, when these banks struggle, uh, struggle is kind of a tough word when they go through hard times, right? They're going to have to make that money back somewhere, right? And they're going to make it back on you, the, the customer, right? The person with a car loan at the bank, the person with the credit card at the bank, um, you're going to see your interest rates most likely change, or maybe credit requirements change. Um, credit delinquencies are also rising, which isn't helping. So banks are in a tough situation where they have to save money. Um, so the consumers where they usually make up for that lost money. And in this case, are also making up for that lost money uh, by cutting workers. So what this means is, right, relating to to Bitcoin, people need somewhere to invest their money. Um, If you're not in the stock market at all, right? If you say, well, the stock market's too risky, uh, where do you put your money? The bank, right? You let it sit, uh, maybe earn a few points of interest over the year. But now um, those few points may or may not be existing right between what's happening with banks and and Basel three in game, which I spoke about uh, a few months ago. What people are going to have to do now is find some alternative. Right. Naturally, I mean, if something's not working, you look for a better solution. So Bitcoin, for a lot of people, is going to be that solution. Now, Bitcoin is planning to be implemented across all how do I say this? Across all platforms of banking, right? It's looking to be a complete banking alternative, not just something you invest in, but um, there are places now across the world where you can go and pay for Bitcoin, right? Um, you can, you know, depending on the coin of the company, I assume um, you can go to a hotel and get, you know, three night stay and you pay with Bitcoin. You don't pay with cash, right? Um, you can go maybe take out, Uh, you know, money from Bitcoin bank, transfer it into actual dollars and pay that way. Or, you know, it's being implemented into everyday life, essentially. And this is going to be scary for the stock market because if people see Bitcoin as a better alternative than stocks, right, which last year it was, it outperformed uh, by four times the size, right? 100% compared to 24%. Well, people are gonna say, why would I be in the stock market? Stock market only gave me, you know, 3% 3% and Bitcoin is doing eight. Well, I'm gonna invest in Bitcoin. You're gonna see um, a huge transfer from stocks to Bitcoin. And this is gonna make um, investor sentiment change. People are gonna have some distrust for companies and for the market, um, especially for banks. And they're gonna see some some big losers on the side of banks, right? If, if this continues, that is. So what I would say Uh, to listeners out there is first do your own research right this is not investment advice this is merely investment information but you should be educated on both uh both banks and bitcoin um how they sort of work inverse of each other almost similar to stocks and bonds right historically when stocks are up bonds are down and vice versa um, just to provide some balance same thing with banks right when when banks are yielding high returns um People want to go to the bank. They don't want to go to Bitcoin. But if bank, if banks are having lower returns, right? And not only that, but instability, right? They're not even keeping workers. um, You're going to say, well, I don't trust them with my money. Right? What if they collapse? What if X, Y, Z happens? You know, like three banks collapsed last year, right? People are going to go to Bitcoin for that alternative. So be aware of that. Now, I will say that that is the second biggest factor of what's going to affect the stock market in 2024. In my opinion, the biggest factor that's going to affect the market in 2024 is geopolitics, right? Now, what is or what does the term geopolitics mean? Well, geopolitics is simply defined as politics influenced by geographical factors, right? Uh, pretty self-explanatory. But what this means is different regions around the world are going through a lot right now, right? Um, here on home soil, 2024 is election year. Right. Election year is one of the most important years for the stock market uh, because it's going to determine a lot. It's going to determine how the Senate and House pass various bills are going to affect, uh, you know, these huge companies. Then how these huge companies are going to handle their customers. It's going to affect how uh, the Federal Reserve is going to change legislation for the years going forward. Uh, It's going to be a lot of changes. Right election year is very, very important um, to those listening. Again, this is not a political podcast, right? This is not in anything like that. I'm not telling you to pick a side, but what I am telling you is to exercise your right to vote and use your resources to get educated on how your vote will affect your money, right? Because it, it, money is not everything in politics, but um, it, it runs a lot behind the scenes, right? You, you'd be pretty surprised. So anyway, politics at a politics influenced by geographical factors, excuse me. Um so this being the top deter- determinant of 2024 market performance, uh 70% of all global markets this year, 2024, um, are having an election. Right. So basically 70% of countries around the world involved in in the stock market, you know, in their own or in the US's or whatever it may be, um, involved in global trade, you could say are having an election this year. So that's a lot of change, right? That's a lot of transfer of power. Um, that's a lot of people being happy, a lot of people being upset. That's a lot of supply chain changing. That's a lot of climate change, uh, laws changing. Uh, it's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot, guys. So I'm gonna throw out some quick, uh, just so you know, you know, information at you, uh, for you to just jot down. So when a Democrat is in office uh, in election year, and a Democrat is elected, Right, following that that previous Democrat, return the following year on average is 11. Right, and this is all time um, since the stock market's inception. Right, now when a Democrat is in office and a Republican is elected, right, Republican supersedes a Democrat, uh, return is actually 12.6 percent the following year. And if you are into politics, well, you know that Republican policies typically are more f- uh, focused on fiscal and monetary policies, while Democrats tend to lean more towards um, social responsibility. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of factors, you know, that are happening that have happened as well, um, that are affecting us right now, right? So for example, uh, the conflict in the Middle East, right, starting with Israel and Palestine has expanded um, now down to Yemen, right along the Red Sea. uh, And a Yemeni militia group, excuse me, uh, the Houthis, are now firing missiles uh, at merchant ships crossing the Red Sea, right? So the Red Sea is important because it connects to the Suez Canal, uh, which simply brings you from the Eastern world to the Western world, right? Without having to go 5,000 miles around the coast of Africa, right? So it's a very important uh, place of trade for ships, and they're now firing at these ships, right? So everything from food, clothing, cars, you know wood gold whatever it is that they're moving on these ships um some being american ships some aren't uh are now being shot i don't believe any have been hit yet or affected uh which is a great thing but they are firing at these ships so this is going to affect international commerce right this is going to affect supply chain uh, we saw when supply chain backed up what was it uh 2021 i believe right into the pandemic uh, we saw a lot change in prices, right? Prices shot up because, well, for example, when oil is harder to get, right? When there's conflict over oil, well, they're going to have to charge oil for the charge higher for the oil that they do have, uh, you know, to make up for that loss, that lost money. So we are going to see a change in prices of things um, if this conflict were to continue. And that's just an example of, you know, things around the world, you know, that's literally across two three continents that are going to affect you, you're right, the listener here today. Uh, for example, right, to compare different presidencies, right, right now we're under President Biden. Uh, President Trump served the previous term. Uh, let's see, 9 million jobs were created under Biden, while 6 million were created under Trump. Um, again, this is not to tell anyone to pick a side or vote for for any specific person or party. Um, but this is, just, this is just real data right before Biden's term has ended. He has curated 50 percent more jobs uh, than Trump. This affects the market. Right. Uh, when unemployment rises, the stock market doesn't perform well. Right. That's why the market had a great week you know, last week, because we had one of the biggest drops in unemployment came, claims excuse me, uh, in the last two years. Uh, let's see inflation under Biden has averaged at 3.7% throughout his tenure, right, which is still still continuing, so that could change, um, while it was 4% under Trump. Uh, a lot of people are paying attention to things like this, right? Especially Wall Street. Um, I've been seeing a lot of how Wall Street, you know, typically uh, kind of takes the default side towards the Republican because they are more monetarily focused. Uh, so when Trump started, right, they, in 2016, that is when he started, not started his uh, reelection campaign, but 2016, uh, they were on the side because they believed his fiscal policy would be more conservative. Um, it would favor more of the large businesses, um, things like that, which I believe it did. Um, I have to do more research on that, but it didn't satisfy Wall Street, right? Wall Street was ultimately disappointed in his, um, his performance with helping the economy. Uh, for example, he had a tariff, Um, That was 10%, right? Uh, Which puts about half a million jobs at risk. And this is, uh, they had taken from Bloomberg, by the way. So go on Bloomberg, fact check, do what you got to do. But those are just some examples of how one person's, you know, ideology, their beliefs, whatever it may be, um, can affect the stock market as a whole, can affect the economy more importantly, right? Because the stock market is only a reflection of, the economy we're in. Right. So, uh, those are the two biggest factors that are going to affect us in 2024. Uh, that's politics, geopolitics specifically and banking. So get educated on both. Um, do your research. I'm going to leave a comment section for you guys to ask any questions. Um, and again, this is purely for information. Please do your own research before making any, uh, investment choices, right. Um, Before making any political choices, do your research as well um, and understand that you have the power to do whatever it is you want to do in your life, whatever you want to change, um, you have the ability to do it. So that's going to conclude this week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in and see you all next week.